Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall and I'm your host. And this week I sat down with New York City comedian Joey Rinaldi for his second time on the podcast to talk about making friends. If you remember Joey from the first episode, you know he's a very friendly guy. Uh, and so we talk about all the different ways to make friends at bars, at you know shows, at any place where you might be running into people. Um, especially while traveling that was kind of the start of this is like how do you make friends while you're on the road and and by yourself so i think everybody's going to be able to relate to this and hopefully you learn some good new tips you can follow him at the joy rinaldi on instagram and check out his show in new york city called bad trip um it's in a different location every time so follow him on instagram to get that location and follow me at Corey t comedy on all social media um if you're in new york city come to Opa a comedy show every single week at ferns in the east village with that let's get into the episode let's say like this let's say if a friend or like a girl i'm casually seeing like bring me like a plus one to like a wedding or like an event sure. where you need a plus one sometimes at like an event like that i'll be hesitant to be comedian joey because i'm like i don't know these people i don't want the 20, 30 questions that follows that. So I'll just say, uh, you know, I, uh, I work in sales and I just <laughs> shut my mouth. <laughs> Even though I've yeah. never worked in sales in my life. Okay. So you do hesitate sometimes. Yeah, but I definitely less often than you. I, I feel like I'm like 90% of the time I'm just going for comedy. I'm never telling a waitress that I do stand-up comedy. Like oh, you did waitress, in Baltimore. Oh, waitress, you got it. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the service industry. They are. Did, did they meet off all, all types of folks? You tell them you're comedian next thing you know she's like you'll never get this but uh jim carrey was here last night i, I slept with him what are you gonna do <laughs> and uh he was saying he needs a balding italian guy in his next movie and now i'm now i'm co-starring a movie with jim carrey because i was nice to a cocktail to, i don't know why i said co- i don't know what a cocktail waitress says a waitress it's a waitress who brings cocktails yeah is that, is that what it is yeah oh, it's like a or, cocktail or, or, or like a fancy sh- bar it was a strictly shrimp cocktail is what i'm thinking there you go yeah <laughs> that's her one job get this shrimp out oh man <laughs> man but you were saying right before and i was like no let's save it for the podcast you're recently single yes. do you find it easier or harder to make friends on the road when you've got your significant other with you versus when you don't have that person with you so i think i'm the wrong person to ask because mm. I'm, I'm like i'm invincible i can make friends in any situation <laughs> it's fucked up no that's because, why you're the perfect person to ask so so it's different it's different because when i have so i, I have brought my girlfriend on the road with me before or my, my ex-girlfriend it's weird saying mm. girlfriend my ex and i i would bring her on the road like, like we did like all I, I did like a like a residency at this theater in kansas city for like a week and she was there with me the whole time that's awesome and uh you make a lot of friends that way by simply just going around being like who wants to fuck <laughs> no, like you're just like I'm a comedian, and she'll come in and be like, and I'm just here for the ride. And then everyone's uh, like, here, like that's like, so what do you do? And like, and and like, yeah. it's a, the experience of like getting to know the couple, right? And for instance, like any other person who has a girlfriend or a boy, a significant other that you meet on the road is yeah. now wants to indulge all their stories like i i remember like we had like some comic in kansas city i was like oh she's on the road with me and he goes i want my girlfriend to come on the road with me and then boom now we're talking about his <laughs> dumb girlfriend for like a right. half hour yeah right so like you almost become like the relationship guru right by proxy if that makes sense i i feel like there's also like i'm more comfortable meeting new people if i've got my significant other with me not because of anything that they are going to say or do i feel like it just makes me seem less creepy like single dude sitting by himself like going up to anyone is like all right what does he want what is this but if you have the girlfriend with you it kind of shows them like oh you're not insane you have a girlfriend like someone else vouches for him by just being next to him i'm overthinking it for sure i find it no you're not overthinking it i'm overthinking it because i'm Mm. thinking the opposite where i feel like my opportunity and by opportunity, it, that the sky's the limit when you're by yourself. When you're alone mm. in a city and you don't have your significant other, anything could happen. Like I, I was just in Tampa, and this could never happen if I had a girlfriend, or my, let alone my girlfriend being with me. There was these two. God, I fucking hate that I can't remember the names right now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, if I try my best, I can remember. 
Uh, they were the two sweetest girls. They know who they are if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> they basically are like fans of like Jared Waters and like Troy sure, Bond yeah. and like a few other like New York based comics. Like former podcast guest Jared but, Waters. Oh hell yeah! So, anyways, I'm I'm in New, I'm in Tampa posting on my story. They're like, oh, I'm in Tampa doing comedy. They come to my comedy show. They go, we know you. From Troy's podcast, you had a show with Jared Waters once. Like we, like they knew like things about oh, me shit. that I didn't even know about. Well, you got fans. Well, no, no fans by like association. They're, they're, they're Troy and Jared's fans. Hey, you're a fan if they know who you are and I, they came to the show. That that's a fan, you know. I mean, they, they actually brought Joey Reality posters I signed for them, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, they're fans. Yeah. But like the thing is, like they were like, um, what do you? Do? They, they were like, what are you doing right now? I'm like. Oh well, I actually have another show. I like, got a half hour, other part of town next, and they were like, mm -hmm. "We'll drive you." Now I'm in this car with these girls. They're hilarious. They're telling me stories. I'm giving them like relationship advice. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, I don't know, like 21. So I, I like just being like 27. I have like some wisdom to <laughs> yeah. shed on them. Yeah, you're you're the old village elder at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like giving them advice. Then we get to the club. I, I walk into this comedy club. I've never been before. Look, looking like a uh, guy with an entourage. I have these like two younger girls with me. I'm like, I'm here for my spot, and I'm from New York, motherfucker. Like, it's so fun. And now like the comedians who typically like I guess wouldn't like be so nice to the new guy in town. Sure. They see two hot girls. They're like now, now they're like all yeah. like rubbing up. At they're them. like, they're is like, hey. he paying for him? Isn't he paying <laughs> for them? How will we know? We have to be friends with him. Either he's rich or he's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was great. And uh, and then um, the, then like this is so funny. Like there was this really attractive audience member at the uh, comedy club that they drove me to, mm -hmm. and um, we we got we got to talking. So when the show ended. These two like sweet girls are like, so you said your hotel's like a half hour away. We're, that's kind of on the way to where we're going. So we can drive you back to your hotel if you want. And I, I just, I felt like I broke their hearts. I was like, ladies, I'm staying here for a while. Because <laughs> boom, I, 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 I'm wow. like, a, I'm like a hermit crab. I, I just kept on shedding. Like I kept on like, like shedding one person. You and just, you're like, no, no, I found a better one. <laughs> And it's so fucked up because um, so so that oh. girl so so basically the way this worked is that my solo show was at seven p.m. The yeah. comedy club show was at nine p.m. So I did my okay. solo show. Yeah. Where I did the nine p.m. show, and then there was this like burlesque show that I agreed to do, but this really hot girl was there. Yeah. And she was like, "No, hang out with me on this part of town." And then the owner was like, "This is eleven p.m. You want to jump on the eleven p.m.?" So it's like if I, if I do the eleven p.m., I'm definitely not going to make the burlesque show. No. And I'm definitely. If I make the bless show, I'm definitely not going to hang out with this hot girl. So I'm right. like, I'm, I'm going to do the 11 p.m. show at the comedy you get club. the 11 p.m. Hang not, out with the hot girl. Yep. I'm not doing the bless show. But the thing is. <laughs> Were uh, you going to do burlesque? No, no. Uh, well, is burlesque. The, is cabaret. Which one? Cabaret? Burlesque is like a lot of uh, like nudity and like. It was like a variety show. Showing your tits. It was a variety show where there was okay. like comedy, burlesque. God, uh, okay. There, so it's like a. Yeah, it's variety. A, cabaret variety. But like, show. I had to make. I had to. My jokes, they said, had to be sexual because like, it was a sexual uh, okay. show. Okay. But I got sexual jokes. That's fine. Yeah, you got a couple. I got a couple. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, my buddy who um, was also on the road that same weekend, uh, John Bennett, who's like this amazing Australian comic. Well, he's based in Portland, Oregon. He's from Australia. He does the road a lot, but I, I think like, when he does like New York, like he does like the Soho Playhouse, he doesn't really like oh, do. Sure. He's not like doing the clubs really. Yeah. But he is also doing the burlesque show. Ah. And I text him to be like, tell them I'm not coming. But I guess he's like a fucking like prankster. Like like he, he just loves like pranking people. So he's like telling the host of the show, Joey's here. So just, <laughs> and they're like, we don't see me. And he goes, just bring him up. And so we're like two or three different times at this show, they bring me up and I don't come on stage. Wow. And it's, Making you look like an asshole out here. It's <laughs> only funny for John. It's only funny for John and nobody else. And so I, um, and like the part that I'm staying in is like the theater district. So like sure. everyone in this like area, like you kind of like bump into everybody where, where, where you are. So I bump into um, the lady uh, who runs the burlesque show. Okay. At like I don't know, like eleven a.m. the next day, like oh, getting, no. like I'm getting tea at a <laughs> Are coffee you hungover? shop. A little hungover. Yeah, I'm definitely hungover. You're not. You're not tip top Joey over uh, here. And she <laughs> is just like giving it to me. She's like, "We called your name three times." And I'm like, "I texted John that I couldn't go. I was doing the 11 p.m. show at the club on the other side yeah. of Tampa." And she's like, 
John said you were in the room. I'm like, God damn it. And, and I find him. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Let's he goes, wasn't that kind of funny? I'm like, for who? For, and he was like, for me, for him, me. Him, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. It's, 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 it's uh, talk about for a circle. He was a friend I made in Kansas City. Mm. So you see, and now we're in Tampa together. In retrospect, was is it funny that he did that? Or are you still mad at him? No, no, I don't care because, like, it's so fucked up. Oh, you're up. never doing a spot there, but. It's so fucked up how I view the world because, like, I'm a whore for spots. Okay. But, like, if it's a comedy booker, comedy-related show, I'm there on time. I have to be there. Like, sure. I'm not fucking around. But if these, like, variety theater, like, offshoot yeah. shows that may let comedy come on, I'm like. It's not gonna help my career too much. No, it's just they for the could love be of the weird. Game. Yeah, yes. they could be weird. Nobody's there to see comics or like find comics or anything like that. No, so. no, no. They're there to find titties, you. I think. Yes, a lot of yeah, a lot of titties. Which like you got a lot of great features, Joey, but your titties <laughs> no, are not. My tits are not, are not one good. of them. I I, 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 I have nothing to show. I don't have like a nice calf to show or anything. <laughs> you were gonna pull up a little leg. I pull show a little, them a little ankle Why there. Not? Come on, Why not? they want to see it. The masses want to see it, Joey. Um, so that's shows. I feel like it's easier to make show or make friends on shows or near shows than it is on vacation, right? Because like when you go on stage, people kind of see you. They come up to you. They want to. They want to be friends with you, like those two fans, and then that other person who saw you there. How do you make friends on vacation? Because I've gone on a couple of vacations you. by myself, and it's like I'll hit up the apps. Like Tinder, which I have a story for as well, but I'll let oh, you. I want to hear that story, but uh, so. But yeah, I'll let you go first. You have to, to understand who I am now. You first have to understand wh where it all started. Sure. I'm in a family. I have four siblings, so I have two older brothers. One's four years older than me. One's five years old, older than me. Okay. I have a sister who's one year older than me, and I have a little sister, but she's not. She's irrelevant for the story right sure. now. Way younger. She's six years younger than me, so oh, okay. she, she's irrelevant for like what I'm about to tell you. Okay. My family would go on family vacations, like, you know, like once a season. You know, like sure. winter time we go on a ski trip. Uh, summertime we go to like either like the something beach. like the beach uh, or like yeah. something like Disney or, or like something along that lines. You know, maybe like Hershey Park. And so when I, I'm five years younger than my brother, so when they're like getting horny, I'm talking about like 11 years old, <laughs> when they're 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, like the beginning of them being like horny minded people. Yeah. When you're 13, what's five years younger? I'm eight. Eight. So I guess I'm still like kind of cute. And I also look younger. Yeah. Like I, I, I did not. Eight, nine years old is pretty innocent. I did not develop puberty for a while. Okay. So I was still cute enough where I was like cute looking. And so my brothers used me like a fucking bait in fishing. <laughs> like, like I, I have these, like, these terrifying memories where, like, we'd be like, you know how, like, hotels have, like, family hotels have, like, that shitty pool that, like, yeah. like it's like, parents are, like, every, like, there's nowhere to hide. It's like everyone's looking at each other. Uh -huh. So there'd be, like, a hot, like, 13-year-old girl. Wait, by the way, I'm I'm nine years old saying yeah, this. I'm yeah, not, 27-year-old yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey doesn't think anyone's hot at under 18. So, but I'm like... <laughs> But I'd be intimidated. I'd be like eighteen years. I'd be like eight years old, seven years old, nine yeah. years old, and they'd be like an attractive, like older girl, fucking like suntanning, next to her mom and dad, nonetheless. And um, I don't know. They, They're like, like send Joey in. They'd be like just do a little they'd, dance they'd or like, something. They'd be like talk to her. I'm like, what do you mean talk to her? Uh, uh, uh like ooh, she has Twilight book next to her. Yeah. Tell her how much you love vampires. I'm like. Okay, and like, what is that gonna do and, for and, them? And like, and I'm gonna tell you. And like, okay. I don't, and like, when you're that age, you don't have alcohol to like loosen you up. Yeah, yeah. You're going in like so fucking cold. You slug down and the like, juice box and. And like, I would like, I remember like doing this thing where I would like almost like lap her like once or twice, and like the third time, my brother'd be like, "Just fucking do it already, you pussy, you're failing." <laughs> and so what happened is I would go over and be like. Hey, this is so random, but like, are you reading Twilight right now? Because I like love vampires. Like, do you read? Like, do you like vampires? And then, sure enough, that's when my brother would come in. Joey, leave her alone. And then the second they say leave her alone, they have it in. They're, yeah, they're you're fucking right. reprimanding. And then she'd be like, "No, he's fine. He's kind of cute." And, and he goes, "Ah, oh, well, everyone loves Joey." And I'm like, "What's what?" I like didn't understand what was happening, but I knew it was working. Right. And I also like loved the idea that it was like working. So like it like fed my ego. Sure. You know? So then like the next family creation we go, I'm like, who's next? Like, <laughs> point them out, point them out. 
and then and then like the fucked up part is I remember like um when it got to like 12 years old when I was like 12 and like my brother was like <laughs> the fucked up parts you still do it <laughs> when, I'm, like, tw- when I'm like 12 and like my brother's like 16 we're looking for like sister tandems now okay and, like, wow and like, <laughs> and, 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 like, and, like we were like it, it, it was like two sisters same age range as us I felt terrible for them because we were harassing them the oh, whole God. vacation. Oh man! <laughs> we like anytime they were at the pool, we were there. Anytime yeah. they were at like the arcade in the hotel, we're in the arcade at the hotel. <laughs> yep. They had nowhere to hide. So I, I, so yeah, to answer your question, I can go on a trip by myself and make friends outside the context of comedy. Wow! It's just because I. So you're just going up to them. That terrifies so many people. You just walking up to someone, just getting a quick read on like something they like. Like what's what's the move here? Uh, let me think about it. I I, I don't know. Um, like, let's say you're going to like London, so there's no language barrier. Hot girl at the bar, sitting by herself. That's easy, bro. What are you talking about? I, I know. You... I I actually I did this before. I studied abroad in London. Okay. okay. And I remember like uh, the kids I went abroad with, like not like fucking chill. Like I mean, like they yeah. were like okay. So like, I would like go out to meet people by myself sometimes. And I remember I'd be like, okay, um, I'm gonna. If there's a big soccer game today. I'm gonna go to one of the football pubs. I'm going to just sit there. First attractive woman I see, what's going on? I'm American. What's happening? <laughs> Boom. It's the easiest thing ever. Like, like now this girl's like feels like it's her obligation. It's her, yeah. it's her civic duty to explain to me <laughs> the game. Even though I went on Google, I read all about it. I know exactly what's yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. But I fucking... You slow roll the information to him. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's easy, man. It, it's 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 great actually. But you're but that's my point is like you you're you found something that they like or you know something that they, and you're using that as an it. Yeah. But it's like a cultural thing. Or like I always go to I like we talked about this in the last time I was on this podcast I love live music. Yeah. I often will just find a live music bar. Mm. And once you're in a live music bar, you don't need to be with the group at that point because you're dancing and what happens in the dance like that that's crazy like, like who knows yeah, you know right. and, and the fucking band's starting to play hey jude everyone's going nah nah yeah. nah 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 and now you're next to a girl you're both yelling that in each other's faces right and then you go you want a beer i'm gonna grab a beer you want a beer yeah and next thing you know now you're getting a beer together you barely know the girl and now you're well i keep on talking about like hitting on girls <laughs> I make, I make, girls guys yeah no i make friends outside <laughs> i yes in Edinburgh, so I so this is I did comedy in Edinburgh for a month. The Fringe Festival, and, and I made it's so bad. You're supposed to like go to the Fringe, and like network and come back like um with like a whole show. Like there's a few people that I was there with, like Kylie Vincent. She came back like with an agent, wow. touring like the whole the Jeez, whole enchilada. That's great. And I came back. I met like some dude who was just there on vacation. They didn't even know what the Edinburgh Fringe was. And he he, <laughs> he happens to be like a huge classic rock nerd. And sure. I was like, I like classic rock. And I was like, I'll get you a fucking uh, a free ticket to my show. I'm, I'm trying to make money out there. I'm giving free yeah, tickets right. away because some guy likes the Beatles. And, and like we ended up going to like a fucking um, like James Taylor cover band. I'm in Edinburgh <laughs> trying to like get cultured, like see something different. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just seeing a cover band of James Taylor, which I could have easily done. Right. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere with just some random guy who cannot help you. Who cannot <laughs> help. But he was the sweetest guy. He, fucking, yeah. he turned me on to a lot of good music documentaries I never heard of before. Okay. And like I did not meet that guy in the context of comedy. Like I was there doing comedy, but I just met him at a music bar. Yeah. Well, shit. I feel like concerts, concerts, I have no problem talking to people. And you know what's interesting is uh, most people talk to me. It's weird. I'm I'm very like I think I'm I stick out at a concert because I'm tall. So I think people are they kind of like they see me being tall and they're like I'm gonna talk to the tall guy probably so I don't walk in front of them. But it's like I at a concert, you can like look at the person next to you and just be like oh love this song this is yeah. my favorite one or something like that seems easy to me. Bar or something like that. My my instinct with men or women is like they're here doing their own thing like they didn't especially if they're alone it's like if they wanted to be with people they would have brought someone with them type deal which i know is the wrong attitude because people are way nicer than that uh whenever you go to actually talk to them but that's that's what's going through my head that's my first instinct well i'll ask you a question yeah have you ever been approached at a bar before by guy or girl just just people yeah and what are you typically doing when they approach you nothing 
Exactly. Just That's, standing they, there. I'm telling you, for people seeking friends, by you being just there, you are now allowing yourself to be like the the the, the person being seeked. If yeah. you will. So, like, um, uh, uh, I just gave this advice to a friend recently. I, I, I have a buddy who just got out of a relationship, and uh, he just moved for work to, like, a new city that he doesn't know anybody in. And he was, like, freaking out. He goes, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm newly single. I, I don't have friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, what do you fucking like to do? And he was like, <laughs> I, I, I like I like hockey. I'm like, what you do is, do you like wings? He goes, I love wings. Find a sports bar that's playing hockey that has wings. And this is, I, I've done this before. It's amazing. Yeah. You're at a bar eating wings by yourself. I swear to God, somebody will come up to you and be like, you just watching this game by yourself? And you're like, yeah. Oh man, what's up? I, I love this team. People just fucking talk to you. Yeah. You become the person that I typically approach. Like, cause think about it. You ask how I make friends. Mm -hmm. I know a lonely person. Not, not like lonely, like, oh, that person's sad, lonely. I'm like, that person definitely has something to say. And I do it all the time. Like uh, I had a, I just bought a Broadway comedy club a few months ago. Sure. And um, I like, I had, like, I got there like too early for my spot. And there was a basketball game on. So I'm like, I'm gonna fucking go to a bar. Yeah. Watch like 30 minutes of a game and then go to my spot. I was there by myself. I saw this dude by himself. And he was intensely watching the game. Next thing I know, we're fucking having the most intellectual basketball conversation ever. Next thing you know, that was Bill Simmons. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're now on the BS pod. And uh, I was at no, Shakey's. I was at Shakey's. <laughs> Shakey's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was at Shakey's. It was the day they always go. And it just was coincidence that I was there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. The Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're 100% right. It's so, like... People want to talk. They do. They do. And I th And that's why people talk to you about that. That's why I bet people approach you because you stick out and you have no like negative demeanor in your body. Like you only no. give off positive energy. Do I? I, I wouldn't say you're you're like a ball of sunshine. You're not that. Sure, okay. You're, you're not like you're not like reading a bunch, but but you you're, you're but there's no negative. Sure. There's, there's there's zero negative. So yeah. at least your base is neutral. I I say in one of my jokes that i have uh resting ask me for directions face yeah exactly that is people if i'm out somewhere people are always asking me like how do i get here how do i get there i'll be in cities where i'm actively lost and people will still ask me where they should go i'm like i don't i have no idea nothing something about my demeanor i think it's the height i've always i've always chalked it up to the height is i think people think tall people know where they're going <laughs> so so you know how molly uh can like dehydrate you yes i was at a concert once and i'm on molly and i literally feel like if i don't have a sip of water i will die <laughs> and I went up to this like tall lumberjack looking guy, yeah. very Corey Tyndall energy, you know. Great. I literally just like handed him like my like cash. I was like, water, <laughs> and he was like, "What, dude? Like, what are you saying?" And I'm like, "Please, just keep the change. I need water. I I'm dehydrated. Just was help there not me. like a bar right behind you guys? <laughs> like, no, dude. I was like, you don't understand. I, I was like, I thought I was gonna faint. Like, wow. I was like." That's where I was at life. Oh, God. And this guy was like, yeah, okay. And he got his girlfriend. His girlfriend, like, sat next to him. He goes, just just watch this guy for a second. <laughs> I, I, I got something to do. And, and there's not a doubt in my mind that if I didn't know you and I saw you and your girlfriend at a concert, <laughs> I would find you in the lineup, like, okay. out of the crowd of people. And yeah. I, I know you'd probably have the same reaction. Can you just watch this fucking asshole for a second? I just, like, like, this is now my, like, like my quest. Like, you uh. Yeah, no, it happens a lot. Literally a couple of days ago, I was at the Grizzly Pair. I was hosting a show. So I think part of the reason that this girl came up to me was because I was hosting the show that she was watching. So it's kind of like, all right, he's in charge of the show, which means I can ask him a question. Uh, but she lost her phone. And it's just like she... Um, she was like, I left it in the bathroom, which like for people that haven't been to the Grizzly Pair, like don't leave anything in the fucking bathroom. Oh, it's no. Gone. Wait, wait, was I, this was this uh, uh, Greenwich Village or was this? Yeah, Greenwich Village. Oh, my The new God. one's nice. You might get that back in the new one. The Do Greenwich me... Village one, good God. That's gone so fast. Yeah. Um, the, 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 you're lucky if there's toilet paper in those bathrooms. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me go. I'll go ask the bartender or whatever. I go ask her. I'd look around for a second. And I just come back and I was like, yeah, she hasn't seen 
seen it, but like, you're welcome to ask these two bartenders. And like, I don't know if we see something, we'll let you know. Um, but like, good luck. It just felt like a very normal conversation to me, but another comic saw it and came over to me and was like, you were so nice and reassuring to her. And I was like, was I? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I, I feel like most comics would have just like brushed her off. I'm like, why? She lost her phone. Like, I'd be freaking out if I lost my phone in a place like this, too. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm special, Joey. This is what I'm like. Maybe no, I'm, I, I, no, think I, I think there is some about like no, just my I, general I, demeanor. I, I'm saying like you have gravitational pull for whatever mm, reason. Okay. And like it or not, I feel like half the time you hate it or more than half the time you hate it. <laughs> no. I don't hate are you it learning to love it? Are you learning to accept it uh, and learning that this is your weird, <laughs> this is the gift God bestowed on you? And um, no, I don't hate it necessarily. I can I can get overstressed if I feel like I have to help too many people, but I'm, I'm better at managing that at this point. You know, being able to prioritize, right? Because the downside of what happened is that I forgot to turn the light off after I brought a guy up because I was helping that girl. And it like... In the past, that would have, well, you know, he couldn't tell when to get off. And so I just had to flash him with the phone. He did like two extra minutes. What are you going to do? Totally fine. Right. In the past, I would have been freaking out the whole time. And like, man, I had this, this girl, I had to help her. And I like, couldn't get this and like all this other stuff. And now that I'm older and it's happening, that kind of stuff happens more often. I'm just like, afterwards, I was like, yep, sorry, man. I was helping some girl find her phone. Couldn't find it. And he's like, it's all good. Like people are more forgiving than you, than people think they are. You reminded me of something just just now that um something I, I've been thinking about recently. You said you were like less anxious than like like now that you're older, you're able to like not anxiously handle the situation. I I've noticed that like externally, I am so much less anxious, but I feel like. I'm still the same amount of like the same. I still have the same amount of anxiety I've always had. Mm. But when I was younger, it was external, not internal. And now mm. it's all internal. You're keeping it in. It's all internal now. And now, so like, like I have so much going on in my life right now in my head that I have nothing. Like <laughs> I, I, I have, all I can be is calm now to people because I'm like, sure. Oh yeah, whatever, man. Like, because because <laughs> I, I can't even like open the can of worms that's happening inside me that yeah. like so now I'm like yeah whatever man everything's cool whatever be happy because I don't have the time to give out any more energy than than what's happening inside my own head I've had that theory forever I <laughs> I am 100% I feel like people like me more when I'm exhausted and I think it's because I'm too tired to be anxious or weird. I'm just like, I'm just way more chill. And it's not because I'm a chill person. It's because I'm so tired and I have so much else going on. They're like, oh, I guess fucking cool. He only says a few words at a time. It's <laughs> like, no. Dude, well, you know me. I'm like a talker, an energetic, loud you, person. You are, yeah. And so like. Speaking of having gravity. Like, I look over at you at a show. You got like four people you're talking to at the same time. <laughs> But like it, it's weird. Like like I great example is at my little sister's graduation, mm-hmm. and um it's her day, and it's her like it's whole it's it, it's all about her. Like it's all her friends, all her whatever, and I just like was allowing myself to just take a back seat and just not be as extra as I as I sure, normally yeah. am. And I was like, why the fuck can I channel this more? Life would be so much better <laughs> if I just did this every fucking yeah, day. I know, but like, right? it's, it's, it's not like a choice I had. It's just like who I am. It's just right. like, like I'll go into an event being like, just just be calm today. Don't. Yep. And then next thing I'm on the table dancing. You got, you got golden retriever energy. It's, <laughs> it's easy to fire you up. Yeah. It's, uh, I think that does help too. I think a lot of people um, like – if, if the people are listening to this that feel like they're bad at making friends, it's not necessarily that they have like a bad vibe. I, I think a lot of people struggle because they just don't get as excited about things as like, like I'm, I'm pretty excitable. You're very excitable. Like if someone likes something that you like, that's it. it. That's, that's I'm gonna talk like, to that guy forever. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna get a full like, like literally. You're like, you, oh hell yeah, this is my night now. If you meet me at a bar and tell me you like a band, and I'll get your number, and the next day you'll, you'll forget about me, and I'll text you like three articles about that <laughs> band, being like, did you uh, did you know this? this is crazy? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> my my more introverted friends that could 
they would never make uh, <laughs> friends with a stranger in their fucking life. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to get them fired up about stuff. And maybe that's the thing. It's like they don't know what to connect on because they don't have as much that, like, outwardly excites them. You know what I'm saying? I don't, maybe maybe that doesn't make any sense. Maybe I'm no, I, no, I, I, a little I, too inward. But No, no. It's a, I, I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. You keep on doing this whole, like, this is like your third time today being like, I'm thinking too inward. Maybe I'm overthinking. It's like, no, I, I, I think you are... Th- thinking about all the right stuff and it's okay to overanalyze stuff overanalyzing i think you're solving life's problems right now so <laughs> so wait i just remember i got a great story because yeah. i i i'm trying not to bring up comedy stories but lately most of my traveling been comedy yeah. i got a non-comedy story i'm uh, 17 years old and um me and 10 my- years ago wow yeah 11 years okay yeah 10 years ago okay. wow feels like a so long ago. Well, I guess 10, 10 is a It's <laughs> a long number. time. It's so, over 30 of your life. So. Yeah, so 10 years ago, uh, me, my brother Anthony, and my best friend from childhood, Eric, we go on a ski vacation to Aspen, Colorado. Sure. Uh, this was like, my brother was graduating college, me and Eric were graduating high school, so this was like a big graduation gift for like all right. three of us that our parents sent us on. And uh, we like, just became legalized in Colorado and this okay. was like the only place like California was not legal right. I don't think yet like this is like brand new shit and my brother was like this is like you, you, you like, like like I think like if we if like, you have to be like over 21 so my brother's the only one that can do sure. it and he's like I'm, I don't know how I feel about getting weed because it's only legal in Colorado what if they like scan my ID and like I'm on a list and like other states think I'm a bad person because I bought weed in Colorado <laughs> like, my brother is like freaking out yeah and i'm like dude it's legal in colorado you're 21 just We're in fucking, colorado just yeah. buy the fucking weed dude yeah. you're being a bitch and he's like <laughs> he's like no man like like what if i get pulled over in new york and like the cop scans my id it's gonna pop up that i got weed at this aspen smoke shop i don't like he's like thinking about all the worst case scenarios and and then um so we sounds like he's already high we <laughs> We just get off the airport we just drop our bags off at the hotel and like uh-huh. we're walking around the village of aspen sure and I'm like, I'm just gonna get weed. And he's like, you can't talk to strangers. And I'm like, I think I can. And I kid you not, there's um a mini like chairlift that doesn't really, it's not for skiers, it's sure. a chairlift that just takes you to like a scenic view for like pedestrians. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. so it's like open at nighttime because it's not meant for skiing. And I realized the guy in the booth running this chairlift is a white dude with dreadlocks down to like his knees. <laughs> and I go, and I'm going to go and talk to the chairlift guy. And he goes, do not talk to the chairlift guy. And I'm like, dude, I think it's going to be fine. He is, he's white, dreadlocks down to his knees. We're in, we're in Colorado. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And he's like chasing after me. But it's almost like a Home Alone movie. I'm like throwing shit in front of him. I'm like getting my friend Eric to hold him back. And I fucking knock on the door. And the guy literally is holding a dab rig. And was like, what's Holy up, shit. bro? And I'm like, dude, we just got to New York. We're not 21. I don't, I don't, really, I don't want to think my brother's a bitch, you know? So I lie. Sure. I'm like, yeah, we're yeah. not 21. We can't buy the weed. Is anybody can help us out? And he was like, get in here. <laughs> now me, my brother, and my friend Eric are just in the chairlift. Like, he's fucking like letting people on. Like he's patrolling this and he's like fucking getting a dab rig ready. He goes, yo, hit this. We're all fucking in this chairlift. We're getting a high as hell. He's also like, do you guys want to buy? And I'm like, yeah, we want to buy. And he goes, oh, I just thought you wanted me to smoke you up. I'm like, that's the nice thing in the world. You're such a yeah, sweet right? guy. But no, we want to buy chronic, dude. <laughs> and that guy fucking buys us so, like gives us, we buy so much weed off this guy. He's like hugging us. He's like, welcome to Colorado. <laughs> had the best time ever. This is what Republicans think everyone in Colorado is like, by the way. That is, like, that is a perfect stereotype of the Coloradan. And like my brother was just like, I'm so like he was so like beside himself. He was like, "How did you know? How did you? How did you? How did you? How did you seek that out? Like he, as if I'm like some like brilliant fucking friend finder." And I'm like, "He works in a chairlift." You are though. He works in a chairlift. He works yeah, in a chairlift. Yeah. He has dreadlocks. I'm not a genius. This is this is the facts of life. No, here's here's I think what you're not giving yourself credit for, is that. You have no fear of rejection. No fear. No fear of rejection. Because you're right. The worst the worst thing that could have happened is he goes, nah, get the fuck out of here, kid. Like I'm not I'm working. I'm not gonna do that. You would have just walked away and you know, my like, brother ah, thought the worst thing was gonna happen was he's gonna call the cops. 
he was gonna flag us down and like get our ski passes revoked. <laughs> and like Aspen would know that we were the kids trying to buy weed trying from to, the <laughs> trying to buy weed in a place where weed's legal. I know, no, my brother was like, dude, we're on a private ski mountain. We don't know what like 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 private ski mountains have their own laws. Like I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> There's a there's a literally a weed store in Aspen, yeah, right? Like in the like in the village of Aspen, I think it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I, not even that. Like, I'm not saying that you don't have any like fear of repercussions or whatever, but just like social rejection. You know, like guy at the bar eating wings that you're like, oh, he's watching sports. Like he could be a dick and be like. Yeah, hey man, I just want to watch this by myself. Like that's the or like get out of here. What do you? The worst thing that happens. He's like, dude, get out of here. You're bugging me, and you just kind of move on with your life. I think that's what most people are scared of, right? Yeah, that doesn't freak me out at all. No, uh, I literally like if someone says it to me, I'm like, hi man, have a nice day, dude. And like, There's fuck a- it, like it's like his loss, dude. He just lost a good friend. <laughs> right. I think that's that's not how people see it. I think they're like, oh, I lost a good friend. But if you see it as like, oh, no, they lost a good friend. Oh, no, it's I'm- the internal self-confidence <laughs> that you have that I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit for when you meet these people. So I say that because the way that I tried to make friends when I was uh, in London, because I was in London for like 10 days by what myself. What were you doing there? Uh, I had a few friends that were there, but it was one of those like – we're going to get dinner. So I was there for 10 days, but I no only... No one was babysitting you. No, 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 no. It was like three days I was with people, and then the other seven I was by myself. Wasn't the apps hard in London? Uh, not really. I was pretty open with like what I was like, what I was doing. I put right on there, hey, American, I'm here for 10 days, just kind of looking to like How go out you? and hang out. I was uh, 23. You know what? Maybe because I was like I was studying abroad as a student. Maybe like maybe it's like not it was like hip with the college kids yet. Oh, maybe because I got oh. no like I like I thought like does apps didn't even work? Like I, it was so bad that I actually had to like go on like Google and be like, what are the dating apps in London? <laughs> and they were like Tinder and Hinge, you idiot, or Bumble. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like I'm like, oh, then it's just me that sucks. Then I'm the asshole. I don't know. I mean, it is. I guess it was a little different, but where I went to college, there was nobody on dating apps either. So it was yeah. kind of maybe maybe I didn't notice that it was bad, but um, I I connected with one or two people. But I think it's that like w- Tinder allows you, and I think this happens with dating too. It allows you to get past the rejection phase without actually like having to put anything on the line. Yeah. Right. Like when I was in London, I was like, oh, no, let me swipe on these people. And if they like me, that's that's my invitation to talk to them. That's the that means that they're not going to automatically reject me. Or if they do automatically reject me, it's not my fault because they told me I could talk to them. So what happened in London? So I uh, set up I set up a day with this girl. But I had to uh, while I was in London, I was flying to. I was, I was going to fly to Norway for like two days. I was going to go skiing in Norway. So I had a friend there. I was going to drop my giant suitcase off at her house. And so I was like, all right, let me drop the suitcase off at her house. I'll go get dinner with this girl. And then the next day I'm flying out to, to go to Norway. And I completely misjudged all the train times. So I gave her like the time that I would be there. But I was so... Under hour late? Hours. No. Like, like hours she late. She waited? I didn't have her number, and I was so late that I didn't go. I just, I just, did, or no, I did go to the place. She was gone by the time I was there. The biggest issue was that because I was in London, I didn't have the money for the data, and I didn't have Wi-Fi either. And so I couldn't message her saying, hey, I'm going to be late. So the I was like trying to or what? Oh, was it like the was it the tube or was it like it was the tube? Oh, so there's no Wi-Fi there. No Wi-Fi, none. So I couldn't like I couldn't communicate to her, and I just stood her. I completely stood her up. Which is the the I still feel you? bad about. It. No, she never messaged me. I messaged her. I was like, I feel so bad. If you got drinks or food, just like Venmo me or whatever. I left it up for like six hours. She didn't respond, and I was just like, I'm going to unmatch. I felt so bad. So the one attempt that I had, I just like completely blew it because I was an idiot. I had no idea how the tube worked. Damn. 
That is tough. I still have nightmares about that. I feel so, I felt so guilty. She's still there today. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's still at the bar waiting, waiting well, for well, me to show up. I, I got set up once. I I I I, I was like skying, flying high one time. I was another Florida story, different different year, different part of Florida. Sure. I was in Orlando doing a bunch of comedy shows. This was I don't. This was like pre-pandemic. This was like my first road gig. Oh yeah, wow! Okay. So uh, there's like pre-pandemic. I'm like doing a bunch of like, gigs in Orlando, and um, there's like this really cool cafe uh, called Austin's in in um in Orlando. Okay. Which is like um, it's like a cafe that's like themed like Austin, Texas, and uh, they have a great comedy mic show there. Okay. And like I'm get, getting chummy with all these Orlando comics, and I'm telling them like, dude. This Tinder girl is like really hot, and like we have a date, and like everyone's like, she's so hot. Like I'm like literally like showing, yeah. her, I'm showing her to everybody, and the bar is like two blocks away from the cafe, and I'm like, that's the bar we're gonna meet there. Like blah blah blah. She's supposed to meet me there, like t- like not like eight, I don't know. So 9 p.m. Let's say 9 p.m. So I show up like 8:50, you know, get there early, sure. get like a beer and a shot in me, so I'm like lose when she gets there. And uh, it's NFL preseason, I remember. Okay. And uh, I'm an Eagles fan. They have like an Eagles game on. And I'm like, what? I'm just watching Eagles preseason, like intensely, just being like, yeah, this is great. If she's a little bit late, it's fine. She's not responding to my messages. But like the last thing she said is like, I'm on my way. I'll see you soon. I'm like, mm-hmm. so like she's, I got the conversation that she's on her way. I watched the first quarter. I Dude. watched the second quarter. It's now like oh. almost the fourth quarter. She's not coming. I'm getting no messages. You're making me feel worse about me doing this to someone else. <laughs> and then I go back. I go back to, because it's like one of those like mics. Like, you know, like those mics that like are all night long. Yeah. I go back to the mic. Oh, this is what it was. This is what it was. It was one of those all night mics where it's a lottery. And I remember I was like, I'm going to try to perform before my date happens. If my sure. date doesn't happen, I'll just leave. So I leave. I literally come back. As they call my name. Wow. And I just told like 20 people, I'm leaving, have this hot girl date. <laughs> and so like literally I'm just on the mic just being like, she stood me up. <laughs> she was out of my league. You all knew she was out of my league. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Like, Oh, that's perfect. I was going to ask, did you, yeah, did you tell everyone what oh happened God. or did you just straight up lie? You're like, yeah, we already had sex. She had to go. No, <laughs> no, I, I told everybody. I was embarrassed. Oh. It is embarrassing getting stood up, and I don't know why. It is because it, I guess, because it's kind of rejection, right? Like yeah. you are being rejected, but it's not your fault. It's Who not, knows what the other person is? Maybe the other person's having know. an anxiety attack. I can't fucking go to a bar right now. Yeah, right. She's probably dead. And, I uh, have no idea where she's. Like, I think <laughs> you're just roasting her on an open mic. But like the the point is like she like led me on a lot because like multiple times she's like confirming the bar with me she was like confirming mm. the time with me she like le- she made it a point to be like i'm leaving in five okay i'm on my way now oh weird and she's then like very attentive yeah like like it's like it's like she had got in a car accident and died like i yeah the last message she, maybe she was texting while driving maybe the, maybe she was gonna rob you and it was a catfish she and they saw you at the bar and was like, nah, "He's too good of a kid. We can't, <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this to Joey." Well, also, like I was, there was an Eagles game on. I'm yeah. an Eagles fan, so I was doing my classic Joey thing where I'm like, "Yo, uh, second and long. I I know it's crazy, but like I really think they're gonna run it. Actually, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I'm fucking like, oh, that'd be fun. She showed up to the bar and just watched you watch football for an hour and then left. <laughs> And she was like, I, this, I can't, this guy, that's, he's that loud? I can't uh, do with that. That's so funny. He's an Eagles fan? Oh, that's no, a red flag. Yeah, I can't hell. do that. Can't do know. that. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it gets back to the fear of rejection thing. Because I know people that that would devastate them. They're like, I'm never going on an app again. Well, was that your crazy Tinder story? Because remember you said you had a Tinder story. Oh, I didn't say it was crazy, but yeah, but that the, was that was the one. It's just standard. The one time I tr- the the time that I tried, I was like, I'm meeting somebody in London, goddammit, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna go get dinner. I'm gonna have like a buddy, like see what happens, you know, kind of like vacation fling or whatever. I totally botched it. So I. I I, I, you know what? I, I actually shouldn't. I, I'm trying to like, I'm thinking about like all like my travel stories. Yeah. And I just thought of a heinous one. Like I can't talk about that one right now. <laughs> so, so when you're doing, uh, I want to, I want to talk about fringe. I want to ask about oh, fringe. Yeah, let's do it. I feel like, uh, it'd be an awesome place 
to make friends because you've got that uh, that thing that you're all centered around. Is is there places where the performers can hang out where you're like, because it's never been an issue for me to make friends within comedy. That's easy. There's uh, you could always talk about the same thing with all comics. It's like, oh, this thing's bad, or did you see this video, or that sort of thing. But it's it's like an it's an in that most people don't have when they. You know, so people moved to New York and they're like, it's so hard to make friends in New York. How did you do it? And I was like, well, I started obsessively going to the same bars and like talking to the same people all the time. So it's kind of easy for me, but most people don't have that, you know? So your question is, was it easy to make friends at the fringe? Yeah, I'm trying to, to parse out the different places that you can make friends and the different techniques to, to do so it. So the Edinburgh Fringe... I wouldn't say it was the easiest place to make friends, actually. Hmm. But American fringes are very easy to make friends. Oh. Like, I did the Tampa fringe. I've done the Kansas City fringe. I've done um, the the, Fre the Fresno fringe. Okay. I've done uh, the fringe. This is high-hitting clubs over here. Yeah, I've done the fringe. There's a fringe in New York called the Frigid Festival. It's yeah. uh it's the um, St. Mark's Comedy Club. They do like yeah, a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about that? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, is that the only one I've done? Uh, maybe I've just done four in America, but like they're very easy to make friends and it's like really fun. Oh, then the Boston Fringe too. Mm. So like th those fringes are very simple because like they're all in the same area. It's only a couple venues. You kind of get to know everyone and you, it's like you become like family halfway through. The Edinburgh Fringe is madness. Okay. So for listeners who don't know this, the city of Edinburgh does not is the way it is 11 months out of the year is not the way it is during August. Right. Like people leave Edinburgh, like they'll put like a lot of people, like they'll get the month off from their jobs right. and they'll make their house an Airbnb. They'll, uh, uh, um, if you own a pizzeria, your pizzeria is no longer a pizza place. You're going to close down shop and turn it into a black box. theater. like literally Places just normal at like Mexican restaurants will stop making Mexican food and they'll buy black curtains and they'll just put black curtains on every single wall and now it's mm. a black box theater. Wow. Because there's so many performers that there's not enough theaters in Edinburgh to, to make the sure. venues. So like one of the best shows that I, I saw was like literally in um a fucking diner basement that they just turn into a tiny like like you know like the tiny cupboard has like those like little rooms yeah it's like little rooms like that all over edinburgh just turn into comedy clubs oh cool Com it's biz it's bizarre like for instance my show was at a community rec center that like would have like i don't know like like a ymca type thing that they sure. just turn into so mine look if you went to my room you thought i was like it looked like the pit loft basically oh wow okay it looked like the, it looked like, the, like it looked like the pit loft how many people uh, 50 people, 50 okay, seats. Great. Uh, and um, so I say all this because it's not, a, you don't get the city vibe. The vibe you get is people from all over the world. They're there doing a show. And every venue I explained, there's like hundreds of venues. Every venue from 12 p.m. till midnight has a show every hour on the hour. Wow. And the people there as audience members they're trying to see five shows a day, six shows a day. Wow. And so it's kind of... And those people are from all over, too, all over, right? All yeah. over. Dude. This is in Scotland, but yeah. it's not... It's like Europeans, Americans. I, per I perform to people who do not speak English. And I'm like, <laughs> why did you come to this show? And they were like, it's the experience, you yeah. know? I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. I, I would go see a one-man show in, like, Portuguese or something. <laughs> just to, like, see, like, how much I can pick up on it. It's like, ah, I well, took well, a bunch of Spanish. Well, Let's well, see like if I can, 12, like, figure it out. A group of 12 Italian people, like, I think, like, the mid-20s, came to my show. And they were like, Ronaldi! I'm like... <laughs> and, and literally, they laughed so loud at everything I said. Great. And after I'm like, you weren't even laughing at jokes. Why were you laughing? They were like, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> like they just, they were just like so happy to see an Italian in Edinburgh. Wow. That like, I'm like, okay. So like, there's so many shows that you need to bark 
as much as possible. So like, at least for me, right. I was barking like half the day. Yeah. You're so tired from you, performing. In, in, so people understand, you do that anyway. <laughs> you were telling me about a road show that you had where the day before the show, you were just walking around handing out flyers for like a college thing. Yeah, yeah. why not? No, I, I agree. I like the hustle. I'm just like most... I feel like uh, you're like, you have to bark. And I was like, I think you would have barked even if you didn't have to bark. <laughs> uh, you just like standing on the street and getting people into your show. But sorry, continue. Well, because I like making friends first off. Yeah. And so I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm promoting the show and making friends. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like most of the people I befriended in Edinburgh were people I barked and not even performers. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I, I barked people in. Uh, then I'd be so tired, and also I'd do like three stand-up spots a night. So I'd do my one man. So my one man show was at five. Yep. So I'd do an hour of comedy from five to six. Mm -hmm. I would bark before from like two to four. So two to four, I'm barking for two hours straight. Okay. Then I do my show five to six. Then I would get dinner, and then from like eight to midnight, I'm doing like running around doing spots. And you were just like booked on those. Shows? How did you meet the bookers of those shows? Are you just. Uh, there's like an online database that you can like reach out. Like you, that's like you find the Instagram pages, you reach out, you send them a tape. Oh, dope. But people need, so for the bar shows, people need comedians basically. Yeah. Because there's so much happening that like comedians would drop out. I dropped out last minute shows. Like, yeah. so you're in Edinburgh. You're like, so I like would drop out of a show last minute and be like, uh, I don't know, um, something better came up. Wow. So like you just are constantly on this move. That sounds exhausting. So you d probably did like what three, uh, ninety to one hundred shows in the one month. So I did my solo show twenty seven times. Okay. And then uh, I, I counted it. I, it was I think it was like ninety something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and like a twenty six day span or something. It sounds like you were too busy to make friends. Honestly, just like yeah, running like around. Basically, so much. the friends I made were basically people who worked at my venue other performers who were at my venue doing shows uh, at my venue because because i could see shows at my venue for free sure so i tried seeing as many shows there as possible Great. so like yeah. i saw so people in my venue and then like the stand-up show so i made a lot of stand-up friends i guess through just that world okay but like but also there was a lot of americans there so like after being dead after performing all night sometimes i'd be like Brandon Barrett, can we just grab a drink because like I don't fucking want to use my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'd get like drinks like Joey Day Philippe's and like okay, and like 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 in Caroline Haynes instead of yeah. like using my brain to socialize, I'm just like with a friend that I already knew. Yeah. And just they're also fried. They're also fried. Yeah. Well, actually, Joey and Caroline were, cr were crazy. Like, they, I feel like, were on the whole time. I feel like mm -hmm. they were like always like going out and doing things. Uh, Brandon would get burned out sometimes, but like. Uh, I, I, everyone was so different. I was burnt out so much because I also did the most barking too. Like I barked yeah. like the most out of anybody, and it was embarrassing because like people would see me, they'd be like, "Why are you barking so much? You're lame." And then they would come to my show and be like, "Oh, your show's sold out." I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking this." Yeah, right. <laughs> I did this all day. Like, like. Were you making money on the show or no? Well, I print out so many flyers that like. Oh, all right. <laughs> that, like, I don't know if I made money or not. I, and I and like uh, it's. Uh, I broke even. <laughs> sure. Okay. That is the, the exhaustion thing is real. That's half the battle. I think for most people is like, if I go to a road show, people, people always, if, if you go to a road show and it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, something like that, people in the audience want to hang out with you afterwards. Cause they're just like, that's their night to go out. You were their thing. But for us, it's just like another show, you know? Like, I've got one coming up this weekend. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, in Schenectady. Oh, who are you opening um, for? Are you, are you doing headlining? Oh, you're no, opening no, no. for oh, Opening for yeah. Carmen. Um, but it's like in this old theater in Schenectady, and that's the only thing going on on Saturday night in Schenectady. So what happens when we do those tiny shows is afterwards, people are coming up, and they're like, they want to talk. They're like, oh, we're going to this bar. You got to come hang out at this bar or whatever. And it's like, dude, I, I work... And then I had to get up early so we could go rent this car. And then we just drove three hours. And then we just did a show. Like, she did 50 minutes. I did, like, 25 minutes. It's 11 p.m. We're fucking exhausted, dude. And we want to get back. But also, I'm sitting there going, like, man, these could be, like, fans. They could be friends. I The FOMO is real on either side of it. Either I'm, like, 
exhausted and I go back and I feel like I'm missing out or I'm hanging yeah. out with them, but I don't feel like I'm really bringing it. Like I'm being actually fun to hang so, out. With. Uh, so I got a story for you that literally happened this past Saturday. <laughs> uh, my, um, this is a crazy story. Uh, my uh, my show. Great. Uh, let's let's end on that last story. Uh, 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 bad trip. Uh, two year yeah. anniversary show. Yes, I uh, wanted to go. Congratulations uh, on the two year. And correct, you had two I years saw... recently too, right? Uh, we hit a year for, Co well, for Ope. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, look at us. We're doing the damn uh, you thing. You came to mind, though. I felt I saw your story. I was like, I can't fucking make it. I'm so <laughs> bummed because you packed it out. I was I, like, your a, show was packed the out. Pictures later. Yeah. Your pictures looked more fun. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, I, I, so this is what happened. This is what happened. Uh, we, two year anniversary show. We wanted something different. We didn't want to do something like at a comedy club sure. or like a normal venue. So we found this weed store that had this like big like backyard like kind of space, and we were like, that sounds so much fun. The, the weed store guy was like, I'll I'll give like pre rolls for the first like ten audience members who show up. So that, that's like a fun way to get people no in the door. Yeah. Like well, it was gonna be like this cool thing. The show is Saturday. On Wednesday, he calls me, and I don't hear from him for like, it's like I'm like the week before. I'm like trying to plan stuff. I'm like, hey, blah. He's not responding to any of my messages. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I mean, stoners are hard to get a hold of. What are, what are the odds? So I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and that Wednesday, he finally calls me up. I'm like, he's not texting me, but he's calling me now. Like yeah. this feels. It felt like a bad phone call. Bad phone call. He calls me up and he goes. The store got raided. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going to happen? He goes, they're shutting the store down. I'm like, this weekend or like in a few weeks? He goes, no, like yesterday. Oh, God. And I'm like, what am I going to do for the comedy? He goes, tough break. <laughs> Jesus. And like, I, and like, he has no sympathy for me because he's no. losing his business. Right, yeah. He's like, fuck your comedy show. Are you serious? I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so like, I don't know what the fuck to do. We have like 30 pre-sales at this point and like more are probably going to come in. So I'm like, what the, yeah. what are we going to do? And my buddy Sam, who I produced the show with, just goes... I work out at an MMA gym, and we have a courtyard backyard in the back of our gym. Oh, that's and what we, I was and we seeing. Throw, okay. And we throw barbecues there all the time. Do you just want to like have like a barbecue type comedy show Hell in the backyard yeah. of an MMA gym? And I was like, we have no, there's no way to like. I hit up like Pine Box. I hit up like all QED. I hit up like all these like venues yeah, at the last second. They're all booked. And they were all like. It's Wednesday. You want to do a show at a comedy venue on a Saturday? Like, <laughs> no, asshole. Yeah, right. So I'm like, we're doing it at the MMA gym. And dude, it was like the best case scenario. It worked out better than anything we could have done. Like, it was like this really cool vibe. It was like one of those like courtyards that was like a semicircle. Yeah. So where all the seats were was directed right at where we were going to perform. Right. So it looked like an amphitheater. It and it, looked awesome. Yeah. I was like, are you, you had like bleachers in there. I yeah, was like, this, yeah. is awesome. this is so cool. Yeah, bingo. That's exactly how it felt. And, and so like Amy Cardinelli came and she was She's like. Great. She was and, just on this podcast. Oh, hell yeah. And she was just like, this is the best venue I've seen the first summer show. I'm like. I, we you got to run like, shows like, there more often. Yeah, that's what she was. She's like, you, she was like, you got to do shows here all the, all the time. I'm like. Maybe. Like, <laughs> I, I, I would love to. I don't know if that's a possibility, but let's do it. And um, so after, so basically though, all right, so this is, the, this is the crazy story part. It's a gym, like so the whole backyard has like tires, weights, sure. fucking like shit. I don't even know, like punching bags. So me and my boy, we have to get there at like shows at seven. We, we get there like three thirty. We're just fucking moving, fucking <laughs> like weights around. I am sweating. The show finally starts. I'm fucking have to like na navigate. It's like in a hard location. Yeah. I'm like navigating everybody in there. There's also like a weird gate. I so like to get to the stage, you have to like hop over like a fence kind of to get huh. on and off stage. Okay. And I'm hosting, so I'm like hopping on so and maybe off not stage. The best venue. <laughs> and, well, it is and it isn't. A lot of work. It, for me, it was a lot of work, but sure. for the audience, the, for the audience, it was amazing. Okay. So like, I'm running around, and by the time and I'm hosting, so by the time the show ends. I am so just over the whole night. And an anniversary show, you have to like go out and drink with your friends and family who came. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm like passing out at the bar. I feel like my eyes are going back in my head. And I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, right. I stayed up like 2 a.m. Oh, I was you pissed. just got to power through and it ruins your next two weeks. You're just, <laughs> you're still catching up from it. Oh, well. I don't know if this helped anyone make friends on the road. It probably did. I Big be takeaways, confident. right? Be confident. Don't fear rejection. What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. Honestly, all the advice I gave, I think I should only give to men. 
Women, I don't know if you should be jumping in strangers' no, cars no, late at well, night. Yeah, okay, maybe. I, I, I don't know if you should let bartenders buy you shots. Like, like, I, like, like things that I do. I don't know if this is the best advice for our. Uh, be safe. Be safe. Get a good read. Like, Get make sure the person's not, uh, you know, creepy or weird. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've in that sense, I feel like women are much better at going up to oh, yeah, men yeah. and just like talking to him and for the love of god if you need weed and you see a guy a white guy with dreadlocks just talk to him You'd, he is who you think he is <laughs> and, and he won't be mad if he isn't that guy either because yeah, exactly. he, he understands he knows what you thought he was yeah uh Corey, joe, I, I, thank you so much for having me yeah where can people find you uh you can find me at the joey rinaldi oh. i'm not on the road for a while i'm actually in new york wow. for like most of the summer and we got like a shit ton of uh bad trips lining up and so if you like storytelling come on down to bad trip storytelling show i've done it before yeah it's Corey's very done it fun it. You, you did the jersey show right yes see we're doing it all uh, over we do it in brooklyn yeah. manhattan jersey we even do it in boston sometimes okay so uh super fun show it's like uh the person comes up to tell the story and then you get on stage with them and like talk with them about the yeah. story get more context we basically do like a, a mini podcast yeah. after the story yeah yeah. yeah yeah no it's a ton of fun um, definitely check that out. Follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. And if you're in New York City, come to Ope, a comedy show every single week at Ferns uh, in the East Village. You've done it before. Although Love it. I was gone the time that you did it, which was very, uh, that was cold. That was a little cold. A little me. cold. Because no, <laughs> Jesse Townsend showed up too. And he was like, y'all were looking to hang. And I was like, oh, I'm gone. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I, booked, I accidentally booked you for the show. No, I was no, in there Corey, for. Corey didn't just book me. He didn't just booked me he was like can you also uh, uh help chris produce the show oh, so i'm yeah. there i'm greeting people and i'm like but you know me i was gonna do that anyway no, like, i know i know like, you, I like, like, like i was like you didn't have to ask me i would have just like, <laughs> me being there I, I become the third producer oh it's very helpful <laughs> i appreciate it joey let's do this again soon yeah of course can't wait